You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power of Why podcast with your host, Jeanette Collazo. This is a show about things, about asking, the reasoning behind thoughts, uh, things that we see in life, and trying to understand the deeper roots of our ideas and our understanding of the world around us. So I encourage you to think, but be very careful because we don't want to make it an overthinking type of situation. And this is very interesting because even though I encourage thinking, of course, there is going to be moments in which you have to stop. And one of those moments is when you're going into the analysis of situations and trying to solve certain situations. And that's what I call analysis paralysis. This is one thing that I usually tell my clients When, for example, when we do a diagnostic assessment of things associated to why you are making mistakes in your site, and we evaluate what are the major contributors, and we, you know, provide you with, you know, an assessment of your of your historical data, which is basically what we do when we do a diagnostic assessment, because there's no better predictor for the future than the past. So we do an, a, a diagnostic assessment and we take a look at everything that has gone wrong during the last year or the last 12 months. Now, when I talk to my clients, they think that this is going to take forever. And I always explain that I don't support analysis paralysis. Yes, we're going to do an analysis of your current situation, your past situation. Where do you want to be? And we are going to fill the gaps, but we are not going to be doing this forever. My approach is always to do it in one week. I think that's enough. Because if there is too much data to analyze, then what we do is statistical sampling. But we don't go over that week because we do want to do analysis so we can plan, but we want to move forward. And that's the idea behind what we're going to be discussing today. I want you to analyze, but then you at some point have to stop and then, of course, start acting on your analysis and your conclusions. Now, on the other hand, I'm not saying that everything has to be a week. There could be things that can take a lot longer than that or even, you know, less than that. But it's important that you understand that there are realist time frame for things. And if you spend way too much time in analysis and don't move forward, well, that's a problem too. You know, it's there is one thing about thinking and a questioning things, but there is also, you know, obsession To, to see everything and then, you know, stopping you from making decisions. And that's what I want to talk about. So what is analysis paralysis? Well, there is a definition and I want to talk about that. Analysis paralysis is a term that describes a situation where someone is unable to make a decision because they overthink or overanalyze analyze it too much. Analysis paralysis can happen to individual or groups and it can affect various aspects of life, such as work, relationships, health, and everything else. So yes, it's something that is going to affect you in many areas of your life. Now, why is it that we, you know, fall into this situation? What are those possible causes for this type of mindset that does not allow us to move forward? Well, one of the reasons is that we are scared. We fear making a mistake 
or missing out on a better option. So it's like you're always looking for more and more and more before acting. And that's, and it goes because you want to have every possible scenario because you're scared about making a bad decision. Now, one thing that I want to mention, and this is something that I see very often in, in companies, especially when I see middle management. And I see, and, and this is something that I've seen many, many times in which I see that managers are scared to making decisions and, and are trying to make decisions based on input from everybody else so they can share the responsibility of the consequences of their decisions. And what I try to say to managers is that they get paid for that. They get paid to get to make decisions and to take up a side in the situation. So you do have to make decisions and it's, it's a risk that you have to take. And that's the reason why you get paid the way you are being paid. And that's something that I usually say when I see them like, well, we have to think about this. We have to consider other factors. I have to have a meeting with A, B, C, and D, and all of these things over and over again. And that's one of the things. So don't be scared. You know, trust your instincts, trust your knowledge, and of course, look for additional information. If you do so, actually, there is an episode about decision making. Take a look at that. Listen to it because it provides you with a guide on when you can make your decision by yourself, when do you have to consult, when do you make allow the group to make a group decision and all of those things. But again, those are all approaches to the situation. Another, you know, reason why this could happen is the that rigid thinking about everything that I see in black and white. Is that, you know, seeing everything in black and white terms limits the alternatives and courses of action that could help. So we have to move away from that black and white, all or nothing, you know, thinking. We have to allow ourselves to, you know, bring other ideas and other situations to the table when we're doing this type of analysis. Another reason or cause for analysis paralysis is that we want to make a perfect decision. Okay, so perfection or that perfectionism sets unrealistic standards or expectations. So if you're looking for every little thing, of course, we don't want to think about black and white because when you think about, you know, things about black or white, you limit, you know, the possibilities. But on the other hand, you know, those those unrealistic standards that get in the way of you making decisions. So you don't want to, you know, get caught in that situation because I understand you want to, you know, make sure that you have all the variables covered and all of that. But again, perfectionism, it's not going to help you in this situation, especially because you can make changes. You know, you implement your programs, you make decisions, and if there are changes that need to happen, you might be able to. Now, of course, this all has to do with the criticality of the decision and the error recovery rate that could come from cer certain decisions. There are certain decisions that are like one chance. You don't have a, an opportunity to make changes. So in those cases, you might want to be a little bit more careful. But there are other instances in which you can do adjustments. It's part of life. We make decisions based on certain circumstances that are visible to us. And maybe later on, we see other things and then we can incorporate those. But expecting perfectionism, it's not going to help. Another cause for analysis paralysis is that low self-esteem or low self-confidence that doubts, you know, your ability to, you know, make decisions or judgments. So, 
you have to trust. You know, if your company hired you, it's because they trust you. It's because they understand that you have the capabilities. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be chosen to be in that position. So if they trusted that you have the capabilities, then demonstrate that your capabilities are going to be valuable because you're going to be using them. So don't feel, you know, that you trust yourself. One thing that I always like to tell people when I talk about believing things or thinking things or questioning things is that the truth, your truth is going to resonate with you. There are moments in which you have information, but you know what? That does not make a lot of sense. There's something missing. Well, in those cases, you want to go forward, but you have to listen if it resonates with you because once it's not just resonating with you because of what you think, it's everything that you know takes part of making sure that your thinking is in the right track. So listen to yourself and be self-confident. You do have everything that you need to make a decision. And if you don't, you look for the information. There is no problem with that. Just don't stay there forever. Now, another situation, and this one is kind of interesting because it's related to You know, the power of why. Let's rewind this. Basically, this cost that evaluating right now is when you have information overload. So if you keep doing meetings to get information and calls to make information, to receive information and all of these things over and over again, then you might be so overloaded with information that you're going to be paralyzed. My recommendation here is that you structure and organize the information that you're going to be capturing in topics or in In groups, you know, there is this tool that is the affinity diagram, for example. Well, it's very similar to what I'm talking about. Take, you know, topics and data that are similar and that fall into one category, and then you can analyze the data like that. Because if you do it randomly, then your mind has to go from one place to the other. And believe me, it takes approximately 30 minutes to come back to the level of focus when you, before you were interrupted. So if you interrupt yourself, you know, going through certain materials and then all of a sudden the material changes the topic, then you're going to be interrupted because you are not going to be that, you know, focus. So that's my recommendation. That's how I do it. I get a lot of information all over the place, especially because when I'm surfing and, you know, browsing information, I tend to follow that rabbit hole, if you will. All of a sudden, I'm looking for information on the art of the long view. Well, I start looking information for the art of the long view. And all of a sudden, I see something that talks about strategic planning. And then I go to strategic planning and I learn a lot about that. And then I hear something in some podcast or something that I'm, and then I go back to that other topic. So at some point I do have to organize the information because my mind is all over the place and that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be paralyzed and that's not what you want. So you want to avoid, you know, this situation in which you're overdoing it and make sure that you're getting value. When I do training on investigations, we, we use the five Y, right? It's a standard. Now, I always like to tell people that, again, why do you think it's just five? Maybe you've answered the question with three, or maybe you need six. Now, you know, the rule of thumb for me, and this is what I tell my students, it's you are going to keep asking questions if the answers still provide value. But if you go to a place where the answers are either the same answers, which in that case would be 
data saturation. You might see that you're getting the same answers. Well, then you stop. Or if now you're getting answers, but you have no control over the situations, that's where you stop. So again, it's all directly related to the value. Okay. So what are some of the possible consequences of analysis paralysis? Well, the first one is that we're going to waste a lot of time and resources because we're going to continue to dig and dig and dig and actually not making decisions. It's going to, it's one of the main reasons why we miss this deadlines because we are overdoing it. And a lot of people tell me, do you really think that I'm going to overdo something at work when everything is so complicated and I really want this to be very easy? And I said, yes, yes, you might. I might say, you know, not necessarily you, but a lot of people fall into this situation and then it's going to gonna miss deadlines. It's going to create a lot of stress and anxiety, frustration and dissatisfaction. And actually now you're going to be unmotivated because now it's just, you know, the same thing and same thing and same thing and still, you know, standing there and not moving forward. That basically creates inaction. Now, there are some other things that we can do to overcome this situation. You want to set clear and realistic goals and criteria for decision-making. You know exactly what you're looking for or not necessarily. Wait, let me, let me rewind. You know exactly what you want to achieve. And once you know what you want to achieve, that's the moment in which you are going to establish your criteria. And when you set realistic goals and criteria, it allows you to stop when you need to stop. Okay. So also limit the amount and sources of information and options. Be careful that you are not all over the place. You know, it's interesting because when I do research, I send me emails. I found an article and I'm like, I like that topic. I'm going to send me an email. So I send myself an email for that topic. And then I read another one, another topic. And then at the end of the day, when I start recording, I don't use that. I don't use that. So because at the end of the day, I know what I want to talk about once I read what I'm reading, right? So I have all these materials because I really think that this time I'm going to create a very comprehensive outline. Well, that's not how I operate. Actually, it creates a problem for my shows. If I want to go through a very strict you know, outline, it might, you know, sound kind of robotic and I don't like that. So it's part of what I'm saying. If I limit the material that I send to myself, then it's going to be easier for me to follow a topic. So I try to, now I try to avoid that and maybe, you know, have limited material specific to what I want to talk about. You want to have, you know, seek feedback and advice from others who have had relevant or similar experiences and expertise and have, you know, that type of coaching or feedback or help. And that will really help you move move forward because it will give you a sense of security of the decisions that you're making, or at least the process that you're following for that decision that you need to make. Another very good, you know, way of, of working with this situation is use, you know, you, you should use techniques such as pros and cons and, you know, prioritization matrices and critical, you know, criticality assessment, decision trees, and all of these techniques that could help you analyze a situation. There is a very good decision-making tool 
I studied this a very, you know, very long time ago. The vendor or the author, I don't know, you know, it's Kepner Trigo. And they have this decision-making process that is based on wants, needs, and then values. And it's very interesting because you put your alternatives, you give scoring. So basically it's math for decision-making. So I encourage you to read a little bit about decision-making on Kepner Trigo. It does help a lot because you can actually see not only, you know, the pros and the cons, but the cons can be managed with things that we implement to avoid those things. So not only you are going to have the data that you need to make a decision today, but also the data of how is it that I'm going to avoid possible issues that my decision is going to create. And Last but not least, you want to know and you want to trust your intuition and gut feeling. And that's basically what I always do. And believe me, at the beginning, I wanted, you know, some type of validation for many, many years, even in my topic, having, you know, when I went to school and I have a very high degree and still doubted in certain moments, my decisions and taking that to the moment in which I have to stop right here and looking for that validation. But at some point I said, you know what, every time I look for validation, I end up doing, you know, what I want <laughs> and it ended up better. So yeah, I'm going to trust myself. And if the client has feedback, then of course I'm going to listen to that. But you're hiring because of me knowing what I know and trusting what I know and my self-confidence of my knowledge and everything else. And so you are there because you have skills, because you have certain things that were attractive to the organization. So if you're there, it's because you have value. Don't be scared. Don't be, make your decisions, move forward and deal with the consequences. And of course, you want to be safe. You want to make sure that your decisions are not going to create a full explosion. You know, that's different than just, you know, going through the process and then making changes. Just make sure that you trust what you know and that you move forward. We don't want to stay in that paralysis that doesn't seem like paralysis because you're analyzing data, but, you know, basically overanalyzing. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. I don't want to overdo it because I, I don't want to overthink. See, now I'm overthinking if I'm overthinking, which means I'm an overthinker. The power of why. All right. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe share and let us know if you have any questions or comments in the power of white podcast at gmail.com and the power of why page in Facebook. So thank you so much. Take it away. This has been a mission matters network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.